Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Like, honestly, like, this is me. If you don't like it, then buy. Right. This I don't think it's going to make someone want you more because you were, like, playing hard to get. Like, I don't – I just think that's going to be, like, a turn off. Like, okay, yeah. well, they obviously, like, they're not super into me or, like, they don't want me to know them or, yeah, you know. That's my whole thing. They want thing. me to put you first above everything else. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah, and I have definitely given bad dating advice. And I'm Emily, and I too have also given bad dating advice. And, and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast. podcast. About dating. It's a great time it's over here. It's so fun. <laughs> we will try our best not to give you bad dating advice. <laughs> Can't make any promises. I'm not responsible I'm for not your life. I'm not making any promise. <laughs> I'm not responsible for your life. Um, mm-hmm. I want to make that disclaimer up front. Mm-hmm. Like, what you choose to do with your life is your choice. We are just here to guide you based on our terrible decisions that we have made in our past life. Yeah. And this life. <laughs> Currently. Current life. Presently. <laughs> right now. <laughs> as we speak. Oh, so what have you been up to? Well, I went to a wedding. Oh, nice. Recently. Here's the thing about weddings. Oh, no. <laughs> this seems loaded. Here we go. Put on your glasses and get a... My, maybe you should grab a coffee or like a drink, drink. This <laughs> seems like we've got a lot to unpack here. Okay, let's go. I don't plan on getting married until like I'm in my 30s. Okay. Yeah. Like... I could totally see that. Why would I... Like Drake said, getting married in our 20s, where's the fun in that? I know. Like, I feel like... 30s are where it's at. Like I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm here for 30s. I'm yeah. here for the 30s. So with all my friends getting married, mm-hmm. I like to go to weddings and like absorb what I dislike and what I like about yeah. each one of them. Yeah. So I know what not to do at my wedding. And I hope people who come to my wedding think the same thing yeah. and like they're able to learn from my mistakes and my flaws and everything. So I feel like that's the motto of our podcast. Is that we learn from our mistakes and we, t- and we take them into our future. <laughs> do as I say now as I do. Yeah. Honestly. That's just life, I think, at this point. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah. We are growing. We are mature. But what I went to, it was charming. It was smaller than I expected it to be. It's also like during a COVID wedding kind of thing, mm-hmm. too. So I don't know what to expect if it had not been like that. But. Right. I always like take notes at certain weddings because I. One thing that I'm always very poignant, the thing that's most important to me at a wedding, which you probably wouldn't think, you think, oh, the dress or the photography, which, I mean, homegirl had an amazing photographer, like she was fucking killing it. Right, yeah. The food. Yes. I hate when I go to weddings and the meal sucks. I'm I, disappointed. <laughs> this wedding had the most bomb ass <laughs> Garlic mashed potatoes <laughs> in a long time. I, so they ha- were catered by like a local restaurant and 
I had chicken, green beans, mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese. Yum. And a Hawaiian roll, which I some people would be disappointed by. I was thrilled by. I love by. those. I was thrilled. Mm-hmm. I love Hawaiian rolls. I devoured these mashed potatoes in under three minutes. Oh my gosh. Like, you know I they're good. I inhaled them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Like, I was so... I saw a plate. I saw a table next to me get a whole plate of them and was offended. That was you like, did not. Why was that not brought to my table? <laughs> Sure, that's the mother of the bride. I don't give a fuck. Don't you why know, the fuck like, was that southern meals, like, it's like that, like, we bottomless mashed potatoes? We didn't get seconds. Oh. We only got firsts. That's it. Maybe there wasn't any left. Probably, but I devoured those fucking potatoes and that mac and cheese. Chicken mm. was okay. But, yeah. And the green beans were okay. But the mac and cheese and the potatoes, mm. Let me tell you one thing real quick. My friend, Caitlin... If you listen to this podcast, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. She is a devout friend I've had since college. Her wedding that I was in in 2019, she also did food really well. And it's something that I will carry over into my wedding because homegirl went hard with her wedding. First off, my dad told me that when I get married, I'm getting an open bar. Oh, so nice. Perfect. I was like, wonderful. Fuck yeah. Everybody's going to come then. It's going to be a I know. great time. Yeah, it's going to be a party. It's, it's going to be a grand time. Yes. But... He was, cause he was at this one wedding we just went to together. Like they had like their own drinks and everything. And granted, the groom's drink was a Jack and Coke, so I was very happy about mm-hmm. that and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, my dad was like, "Nah, like we gotta have like it all kind of thing." It's like I'm, you're paying for that. If you're paying for you're it. You're paying for then. that. I support it. <laughs> but my friend Caitlin, when she got married, she had an open bar, and then we had like a menu. Like, kind of thing where on the RSVP card, we had to select, like, what meat we wanted and everything. And I selected, like, chicken. And she they had a salad and, like, chicken. Like, I don't remember what was on the sides. Because that part was good. Like, it was edible. I ate it. Delicious. Great. Instead of having a cake, though, they had a cookie bar. Ooh. Which was great because they both love cookies. Idea. They yeah. both love cookies. And I was like, this is awesome. And then around 10 p.m., like, when all the old people have left and all the young people who are there to party are there... They brought out a ice cream custard, Abbott's ice cream custard. If you're from up mm-hmm. north, you probably know what I'm talking about. I never heard it before, but it's just like soft serve ice cream custard, whatever. Great. First and I was first in line for that. Mm-hmm. Made for sure. sure I saw, like, I saw yep, them here setting we go, it up, but I was like, I'm going to stay in here and wait for this shit because I am, I'm intoxicated and I want mm-hmm. ice cream. And then immediately after that, they brought out hot wings <gasps> and pizza. And then I think the cutest part about theirs, because they got married in October and they got close married close to relatively to Halloween. Yeah. Was that they had a little trick or treat bar. Oh as you so left. Cute. Like you could take take like they had a ton of candy and I was just like, oh my God. This Aww. must have cost her a fortune. But Probably. she was like we had a minimum we had to meet. Apparently that's things like if you like rent certain places like for your venues oh. that you have a minimum that you have to spend kind of thing in order to like I guess it be worth it. Oh my gosh. Kind of thing. That's so stressful. I don't want that. That seems too much. <laughs> but I mean, like it was gorgeous. Yeah, like, it was of course. great. And it's yeah. funny we had to, this past weekend. It was nice. It was beautiful. It was like in this like really um like antique barn that they refurbished kind of thing. And the food was immaculate. We didn't stay that long because honestly, we were all collectively so exhausted yeah because we had to drive a little bit out there so i took all those notes and stored them in the back of my head for my wedding but i mean this wedding i went to this past weekend it was still really romantic i think that was the thing i took away from it was that it was really quaint and romantic they had personalized m&ms there as well too do you realize how expensive that is 
People do the most, and I just am like, how do you? I snagged do about that? ten bags of them. Yeah, <laughs> like the individual wrapped ones, and I snagged about ten bags of them because no one else was eating them. Because no one cares about the party favors. I That's do. That's one thing that I don't want to do. do at my wedding. Understand? Because I think it's like. I think everyone's like, oh, those are cute. And then like half the time they're like still on the table and no one remembers I them. I will be the person that takes so, the papers. I'll be the person that doesn't have them. So, so but, sorry. Thank you for coming. <laughs> love you. Here's your food. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> one thing I think that's always interesting though, and I would love to hear what you think about it. Okay. Because I'm sure you probably have thought about it. I I'm mean, sure. I've seen your Pinterest. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like the guest book that people sign. Yikes. Mm-hmm. So she didn't have a guest book at this one. It was like um, Cornhole boards oh, cute. that they and kind they of signed. signed. Mm-hmm. But, I've seen that done before. And I I don't remember what Caitlin had at her wedding. If she even had one, I didn't mm-hmm. sign it. Well, I went to um, one of my friends from grad school. She just got married um, in Georgia and they, it was so cute. They had Polaroid cameras and Aww. everyone took a Polaroid and like wrote something on it. And then oh, they had cute. this big like wooden like wire hanging thing and mm-hmm. everyone hanged them up. Or hung them up, and it was really, really cute. Oh, that's cute. Um, I like yeah. that. Not, not saying that they would necessarily keep them all, but it was a cool keepsake that's not... I don't know. I think the guest book thing is kind of... Eh. I think there's ways to get creative with it. Like, But like, I think some people do really weird things. Like One time I went to this wedding, and we signed a globe. <laughs> that could be cool. I mean, yes. That could be cool. It was like spray-painted like gold, I think, yeah. and everyone like signed on it. And it was different. I mean, I had never been somewhere that they had done that before, but I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Well, the idea I, don't I know had what kind for of guest book I want. The idea I had for mine. Yeah. Picture this. Okay. A vinyl record, like with no oh, not, no lines on it. That's sweet. So like, no, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, if it has lines on it, you're gonna ruin it. The right. Record and right. Everything. So an unlined one. Yeah. And then be able to hang it like in the vinyl record yeah. case, kind of thing. That would be really cute. I think yeah. that would be cool. Yeah. That would be really cool. Like something like that. I like the Polaroid idea. Um, but yeah, because it was just fun. Like we were all taking photos mm-hmm. through, through the night. But that's kind of it. That gets expensive because the Polaroid film is expensive. Okay. So. And then I have another question for you. How are you going to prioritize? Are you going to prioritize dancing at your wedding? Yeah. I want to have karaoke at my wedding. Oh, I did not know this. Uh-huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing I, I brought it up say. and people were like, I expect nothing less from you. And I was like, Honestly, I yeah. literally love karaoke. There's nowhere fun to go. Like I want to dance. And then like once everyone leaves, mm-hmm. like have like the karaoke. Um, I Or while people are there. Honestly, I, I would die to see my dad <laughs> do karaoke. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like it's so fun. I really want to dance like at my wedding because I think there's I like so many brides happens. that don't. Well, yeah. I made sure that like whenever like I'm in a wedding that the bride does take time to dance. Like I'll pull her away from whoever she's talking to and make sure she dances because there's so many brides. I feel like that talk about like after their wedding, they never got a chance to dance and they yeah, wish they, they would have danced more at their like own fun. wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, I love dancing. So I best bet I will be having a dance off in the middle of my dance floor. Well, and I think the issue is that like, they don't plan for enough time. Like everything else takes so much time that mm-hmm. like they're out of time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you have like 30 minutes and then it's like time, like you, you need to be out of your venue or whatever yeah. so that and i think that they're, like, they're like oh you know i have to like say hi to everybody and i'm like i get that but you 
I don't plan on having to sit down and have a long conversation. I want to do it. My friend did. So they ate first. Mm-hmm. And then as people were still like getting their food, they went around to every table and like said hi to everyone. That's smart. Because it was like while they were eating and then, you know, they do their toast and they cut their cake and all that. And like people were coming up to them and stuff. But like they actually did get to dance, which was cute. I do not like the order of how some weddings, and this is everybody I've been to so far. So if they, if some weddings do it differently, I, I'm not aware of it. Mm-hmm. When the bridal party and the groom and the bride all come into the reception, mm-hmm. that's when they have their first dance and then eat. Yes. I don't like that. Yeah. I want to eat first. I'm probably fucking starving because I haven't ate all day because I wanted to fit in this dress. And then, like, I want to eat and do all that. And then, do the order of events after. Yes. Do the first dance, do the mother daughter. Uh, the father, daughter, yeah, and yeah. you know what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> I don't want, and also it's just awkward. Like when like you're all waiting for food, you know your guests are starving. Well, because like if you don't do a first look and do pictures before the guests arrive, there's like mm-hmm. an hour chunk of time yeah, you're the that everyone's party. just waiting and like eating some cheese. Yeah. And if you have a bar drinking or taking Polaroids of themselves. But I hate that hour. I think that hour the is cocktail so hour. awkward. Yeah. It's um, for the guests. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. But the guests don't enjoy it. Or at least I don't. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm ready no, to it eat. Was, <laughs> some, every, My friend didn't to. have a cocktail hour one time. They were doing pictures. And her um, dinner was like a taco bar. It was on this table. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like you kind of go through the line, get your food, and sit down. And we all like ate while they were taking pictures. Then they came and ate, and then the party started. It was such a good idea because it like dismissed the cocktail party but let the guests go ahead and eat. Mm. And then the the bridal party would come, came in and ate. Um Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really I've never I had never been to a wedding where they like just totally nixed the cocktail party and let the guests go ahead and eat. Um, I'm noting, but I thought I'm, that was I'm, really cool. I'm noting that I know, I know. Um, I was like, I one, I'm gonna have a taco bar. So like, if you go don't ahead like tacos, and eat because then go ahead and eat. By the time I'm in there, like I can go ahead and I can sit down and eat. You guys can meander, get and your. You're all done drinks. and like yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But did people leave earlier than expected because of that? No, I don't know. We, I, we were, we ended up driving, it was in like Asheville and we ended up driving back to Boone. So we, we ended up leaving earlier cause we had to drive mm-hmm. two hours, but, um, I don't know. I mean, they had an open bar, so, yeah. which kind of tends to have people linger, but yeah, I mean, no one really, mm-hmm. ca- no one really cares about the cocktail bar, but the issue is that if you do have people there that, that are from out of town or. Mm-hmm you know, whatever, are older, then they might leave earlier. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if, if you have friends that have kids, like, they might have to leave earlier. Mm-hmm. Then they might miss the dancing because, you know, by the time you've finished eating, it's, like, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. or whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot planner. of things to think about, like, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. So I got to figure out how to do it cheaply. Oh, my God. We should have a wedding planner, like, on That'd be so the cool. show and, like, ask her, like, advice. Hi, what should we do? <laughs> Like, How do I stay under my budget? That seems to be... Popular questions that people have like when they're trying yeah. to like, plan their weddings and stuff yeah, like we that. we could ask the gals. That'd be really interesting. Yeah. Look at us. Wow. Planning weddings for... And fiancés we don't any have. Fucking time we soon. still don't have fiancés. No, I don't so, want one anytime there's, soon. There's no, there's no ring. I want to do that TikTok where they're like holding out the hand and they you just keep holding it out the hand. You don't even know when the, the fuck hand. it's going to happen. I have no idea. 
I don't. It's like they just keep turning their hand and then all of a sudden, boom, ring. Yeah. No, neither one of us know when that's going to happen for you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I anticipate never knowing, so, (laughs) until it happens. Well, you're dating a Capricorn, so. Mm -hmm. Good luck on ever figuring out. Good luck on figuring out anything going on in his head. Literally nothing. I, I have no idea. Yeah. No, literally nothing is probably going on in his head. He's probably just sitting there like an NPC, just like sitting there, like waiting for his next command. Like, here we are. He's like, here we are. Here we are. Well, he's ADHD, undiagnosed, but I, 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 he's a true I sim. think he would literally have ADHD if he went to season one. Yeah. Because he's all over the place. Yeah. Or he's like very hyper fixated. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. fun times. Mm-hmm. Great time. You're surrounded by ADHD people everywhere in your life. I think I've got it too. Well, I think y'all gave it to me. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't I don't think think it works how, that way. I don't way. think that's how it works. But I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, I'm a lot more all over the place than I used to be. So Hey, it's fine. You're you're adapting. You're learning to go with the flow. I'm trying to be a number nine. A what? An Enneagram nine. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I have a friend who says, he, when he comes into my office, he always asks for the race cars and he always says, I want number nine. Number oh, nine. that's what you that's said. That's where I came from. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm here. That's my little southern friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what are you captivated by this week? <laughs> I'm trying to like change the subject like instantly. So, um, we went to Target, and you know how they have those stands when you're walking like in the main part and you're like trying to get to your destination, and they've got like the hand sanitizers and the hand soaps and the cleaning supplies. Well, Miss Myers has some. <laughs> Oh, Some clean day God. hand soap. And the acorn scent is where it's at. And I did not need a hand soap, yet I purchased it because it smells like fall. And it's made with olive oil and aloe vera. I was trying to buy you a housewarming gift the other day, like when you first moved in yeah. to your place. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to get her the Jo Malone Wood Sage Sea Salt hand soap. But you would never fucking use it. I would never. Either. I would probably not use it. And it's probably like $700. It's $40 <laughs> for hand soap. Yeah, no. $40. No, I don't even like to spend like eight dollars. So, you even so, like yeah. I was like, oh, that'd be like I feel like having a nice looking bottle or something, mm-hmm. or like a nice thing, a hand soap, yeah. for your guest room, like the yeah. one that all your guests go yeah. in would be really nice, like mm-hmm. a simple touch and everything. And then you're fucking using like Dawn dish soap, like in your own bathroom. Um, I like got um, soap like holders, dispensers. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was gonna say canisters, which I was totally off. <laughs> Soap dispensers, um, soap soap holders from Target, and I have them. I have actually have one in the guest bathroom and my bathroom. So look at wow. me being fancy. An adult. I just I bought the most adult. adult thing in my life, which was a mattress. You did. You did. I bought a mattress. Why did I buy a mattress? Because you need to sleep. I know, but like God, I am just so like not trying. Here's the thing. I love money. And like normally I love spending money. But when you save that money for so long, oh my God, it is. It hurts. Yes. It hurts yes. To, to move it to your checking and then spend it and see the number drop below what you had. Mm-hmm. I check my bank app like way too often. I probably have like a, 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 a something wrong with me. Um, but I hate it. I literally hate it. So. So I bought a Nectar mattress. Okay. This is not sponsored. Nectar, please sponsor me, though, so I can afford your mattresses more. Yes. <laughs> I would love a Nectar ma- mattress. But it's a memory foam mattress, Ugh. and I decided, I was like, you know what? I want to bite the bullet. This is my captivation, by the way. 
I'm going to buy a memory foam mattress for my new apartment because it's just going to be a lot more. I know I'm going to sleep better. It's going to be a lot more comfier and I'm hopefully going to have a better night's sleep because the mattress I have right now is probably like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. It's an ancient mattress. It's mm-hmm. my parents' And you don't have mattress. to buy a memory foam topper. Yes. Like you already, you just Which was, have I, I was going to do that. That was the thing. I was going to buy a memory foam topper. Because I love mine. But if I could have a memory foam mattress, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, game changing. And I got it all for under $1,000. That's awesome. Yeah. So It's very out. doable. Yeah. It's just, it hurts. <laughs> Doable, but hurts and worth it because mm-hmm. a third of your life is when you sleep. So, yeah. It is. And they mm-hmm. have a forever warranty. I promise I'm not sponsored. And you can try it out for 365 nights, which I think is also it's awesome as well. Yeah, to make sure you get that good night's yeah. sleep. And it comes in with a box. It's one of those box messages. Okay, so that really is... I'm not I don't understand the, how they do it. I'm not taking it out of the box until, until I get you're to there. California. <laughs> yeah, you need to pop that in the bedroom and that's it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not going back in the box. I was like, there's no way. Like, it's going to Could you imagine trying to get it back in the box? Because they airtight seal it. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. vacuum sealed kind of thing. So, yeah, I was like, you know what? It's And um, the writer, he was like, what if you like, don't like it? And I was like, I have 365 fucking days to figure that out, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, I got time. We're good. Maybe he meant, like, how do you put it back in the box? I think they would come pick it up for you. Probably would. <laughs> I'm like, I'll call them and ask, like, hey. Hey, um, you're going to love it, though. I mean, it's a memory foam mattress. Like, that just sounds delightful. Yeah. Oh, that makes me want to go get in my bed. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just gonna stay in it all rainy day now. days. I'm gonna want to not leave it. That's the no, thing. especially. Well, I was gonna say rainy days, but Los Angeles. So yeah, it doesn't really happen that much. I'll send you videos of rainy days here, <laughs> and then you can just like put it on your you like on I, your you can um, screen share it to your TV. And yeah, just, and I'll like, play like rain vibe. in the background. You could yeah. also probably just look up a YouTube video. I but did. I mean, coming from me would be so much better. Sure, <laughs> sure, whatever makes you feel better. I'll do it. Whatever makes you sleep better at night. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so fun. But before we get into today's episode, we're going to do a couple of housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod and on our personal social medias, which will also be linked in the show notes. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And make sure you guys, if you're listening on Spotify, that you are following us. And if you're listening on Apple, give us a subscribe. Hit those five stars down at the bottom. Leave us a little review. It really does help us out and promotes our podcast and gets it out more. We really appreciate it. So today we're going to be talking about debunking bad dating advice because I think we've definitely given it probably before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. And I think there's so many different like oh, yeah. interpretations of it. I'm sure probably something from our guests has not been that great either. Like it, you, you never know. And I think that you can always change your opinions on any advice. But I think there's some that's out there that's absolutely ridiculous and stupid that goes all over TikTok. <laughs> and we really need to talk about it because this TikTok is, is like the bane of existence for dating advice. Like I don't understand. Like you either have people who are like actually really knowledgeable and like say things nicely. Or they're and then like you- <laughs> super toxic. They're like, oh my God. <laughs> they're like, what? I'm like, oh, and then I, I immediately go to the comments because I'm like, oh, what did people say? Yeah. <laughs> so we really wanted to like go through that and like debunk like all the bad like TikTok dating advice. And it's not just TikTok. It's stuff that you probably heard from your friends or like, mm-hmm. you know, like your parents when how they talk like, about dating. Like you don't know what to say to someone. So you just use the cliche mm-hmm. advice. There's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> Which I fucking hate. <laughs> I'm like, obviously, there's 7 billion people in the world. Check our most recent, like, check another episode. Like, 
But we're going to be talk- going through like all of our bad dating advice that we've heard. And I think the first one, like Hannah just said, well, we kind of want to like debunk and talk about, which is if he wanted to, he would. And now I'm very aware that we have said this on our podcast before. Yeah. Like and, when you're first starting out. Yeah. But I think that like our, our mindset around it has changed completely because you may want to, and you're not doing it. So what the fuck is stopping you from doing something about it? Right. Kind of thing. That's how I look at it now. Whereas I think before we kind of talked about it as like, if he's not doing it, then he doesn't like you in a way. And I don't think that's applicable to how we think about dating now and how, where the podcast has grown because there's so many different things. And if this person's not showing up for you in a certain way, then yeah, maybe he doesn't want to. Like if mm-hmm. he's not like committing to you mm-hmm. and he's not making an effort to know that you are the only girl he is with and there's no one else. Yeah. He doesn't want to. Clearly. If mm-hmm. he wanted to, he would like. Like actually. Yeah. <laughs> actually date you, call you his girlfriend, all the kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're talking about like texting and stuff like that, why can you not? I know. That's what it comes down to. He doesn't have to always be the first one to text you. And I think if you just make it a move on him, and I'm Mm -hmm. specifically specifically about women and men, and that's how I feel like it always is on TikTok. So that's why I'm talking like that. But when it comes to making the first move or, you know, telling him how you feel or like establishing a boundary, things like that, like if you want to, you would do it too. Right. So don't let that fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Mm-hmm. Hello, Cinderella story. Hey. But <laughs> I think that's like the first one that I kind of just want to yeah. get out of the way yeah. and talk about because it's such just, it's so easy to say, but no one really knows what they're talking about when they say it. Right. Well, and like you had touched on, like if I want to and I don't, there's, typically like an underlying reason, like either I'm nervous or I'm scared or I have anxiety around it. Mm-hmm. So it's like flipping the narrative, like, okay, well, if this person's not, then like maybe he also has like some underlying reason and like yeah. remembering Who's, so he's that. Not like I feel the like, same way. Yeah, right. I feel like people just like forget about that. They're like, oh, well, he just like didn't text me. Like what if texting you like, like in this stage, like makes him nervous or he's like really excited, but like doesn't know what to say and doesn't want to say the wrong thing. Cause we've all felt that too on our mm-hmm. end. So it's like just remembering like they're human people, they're human people, <laughs> they're human people too. And everyone like has a reason for why they, why or why not they do things. Yeah. So it's and like, if you want to get a definitive answer, just do it. And then you will know whether or not this person wants to actually talk mm-hmm. to you and mm-hmm. date you. It kind of just like gets it out of the way. You don't yeah. have to sit there and fester over it and wonder like, why is he not texting me? Blah, 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 blah. Like, or why is he not, you know, mm-hmm. asking me out? Like, what is it going on? If you just take initiative and do it. it like opens the door. It opens the door. Mm-hmm. Maybe then that person will feel more inclined to do something in the future for the next time. Right. But it's almost making you more approachable in a way because mm-hmm. I'm always tired of hearing like guys saying that girls are intimidating in some in certain ways and that's why they don't approach them. And it's like, well, if he wanted to, he would. No, if you wanted to, just ask him out. Like yeah. just make the first move and yeah. go ahead and do it and get out of the way. That way you have your answer. You're not going to sit there wondering what if all right. the damn time. Like create because that, that's what it comes back to. Yeah, creating that like inviting atmosphere yeah that we talked about like like showing people that you want them to approach you like it's it's definitely like a two-way thing like it's not just oh he 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 like didn't do this blah 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 it's like what didn't i do yeah on my end so yeah if you're waiting for that person to come to you like you got to meet them halfway like it can't be the all the way and like yeah i get it you got your standards set high (laughs) you want to be like you want 
them to like show you how much they want you. Yeah, you want to be chased and all that. (laughs) I understand that. I feel value in that. I get it. But if you're not willing to meet the person like halfway, then what's the point? Right. Because you can't just have a one-sided relationship and think it's going to work because it doesn't. No. (laughs) Okay, so playing hard to get. This is another piece of advice. I feel called out. Why? Because I always did this. In high school. <laughs> so I know a lot of girls that always play hard to get. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to sit here and deny and say that I haven't right. played hard to get right. kind of thing. But I think that there's a difference between playing hard to get and not caving to someone's every like request. Mm-hmm. When you tell somebody no, I think it makes someone respect your yeses more. Mm-hmm. And... It's not just that you're playing hard to get. You're just putting yourself first in a way. Yeah. Because when you always are like, oh, like I'm supposed to go hang out with Stacy later. And instead, like Jeremy's texting me. He wants me to come over. So I'm going to say yes to him. And like, even though I already had plans with Stacy to begin with mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like when you do that, yes, you're not playing hard to get quote unquote, but you're not allowing him to trust your yeses more. Right. You're not setting your priorities. Like, cause really you prioritize your friendship and everything, but mm-hmm. you're acting desperate by not prioritizing that girl at the moment. Like you're flaking out on the girls for a boy. And we don't do that over here on the gals guy. No, we do not. <laughs> <laughs> and so literally just by saying like, Hey, I know you want to hang out, but I already have plans like with one of my friends. So is it okay if they reschedule for another night? That's not playing hard to get. That's just being communicative and, setting your priorities straight mm-hmm. in a row. And so I think that that's what I appreciate about, you know, quote unquote, playing hard to get. You're not right. hard to get. You just you're have just, other priorities. You're just not, like, they're not your only priority. Yeah. And they yeah. shouldn't be, honestly. They should be, like, number three. I also think that, like, people, like, glamorize it, like, glamorizing the, glamorize the chase and, like, being chased and, like, the person finally, like, them finally caving. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times what people... Like, people take this advice, they play hard to get, the other person gets tired and is like, okay, well, bye, like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, why didn't it work? Yeah. It's like, because you literally strung this person along for weeks mm-hmm. and weeks and weeks mm-hmm. and never caved and never, like, gave in, and they they got tired of it. Like, nobody wants to work that hard to for somebody. somebody. Like, no one just, no one wants to. Like, I wouldn't want and to. And then you're not building a genuine connection with the person no, either. No, And you're kind of discounting, like, what you could have with this person if you were just more open and vulnerable right. with them. Sure, it's easier to play hard to get. That way you're not hurt mm-hmm. in the end. And mm-hmm. I understand why some women probably do that. But I think it's just more power when you're able to be vulnerable right. and be open and be, you know, like, hey, this is me. Mm-hmm. If you, like, honestly, like, this is me. If you don't like it, then bye. Right. This I don't think it's going to make someone want you more because you were, like, playing hard to get. Like, I don't, I just think that's going to be, like, a turn off. Like, okay, yeah. well, they obviously, like, they're not super into me or, like, they don't want me to know them or, yeah, you know. That's my whole they thing. They want me to put you first above everything else. And, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want someone hard to do to that. Get, like, you're just not seem accessible and that yeah. you're just turned off to everybody. Yeah. You're like procrastinating the relationship <laughs> from even happening. Which it like, just doesn't make sense to me. No. I don't get it. And I used to do it. So I'm like, why would I? Yeah. It why was a, did you do it? It was. A control thing? No, I was an attention whore. Oh. I wanted attention. Who's to say that stopped happening? I mean, <laughs> did it? No. But like my best guy friend, he was like, you're literally an attention whore. Like you play hard to get. I'm like, you never like 
tell, like, I don't even know if we are in, like, cause he was into me at one point. And I was like, yeah, like, I guess I am. I guess I like having attention and seeking that. And like, it was fun until it wasn't. And then I realized mm-hmm. that it was like hindering friendships. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, probably shouldn't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not really working for me. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and you can just see people get bored and then you've lost your opportunity to have anything with them because they're like, well, all you did was like screw around for a couple months. And like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Like we're old, we're older now, like we're mature. Like we don't do that. So yeah. there's a difference, like I said, between playing hard to get and then just having standards yeah. and priorities that mm-hmm. don't sit around dating, mm-hmm. which is fine because there's more to life than just dating. Right. Well, and then when you like, ex- when you say like, no, I can't, like I already have plans, then they kind of figure out how to work into your life and vice versa. Like and if they don't try to, f- and I think it's different between, no, I have plans. I can't do it versus I have plans. Can we reschedule mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like t- make an initiative to show so like, that you care like, in a way. I can't tonight, but I want to. Like, when when are you free or when can we make this work? Yes. Yeah. We need to make that initiative to let them know that that feeling is reciprocated in a way. I think it's fine. I mean, it, bottom line, if you're playing hard to get, is the person really chasing you or are they chasing the idea of you at the end of the day? And then when you finally like, oh, okay, I've played hard to get for long now. So I'm ready to date now. And at that point, does that person even know who you really are? Or are they just in love with this idea of you that they Mm -hmm. have? And was it even worth it? Was it even rewarding enough? Because you're kind of just prolonging to know, like, okay, I'm playing hard to get. We're going to see, like, if I actually, like, enjoy being with this person and like this person. And you get to finally start dating them after you're done playing and you end up hating them. Like, you have nothing in fucking common. Okay, I wasted, like... Three months doing this. <laughs> yeah. All because you just wanted them to kind of be at your beck and call mm-hmm. in a way and just like use them, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel fun. And I think also it goes back to karma too. I think like when that happens, like karma is going to get you back for that as well too. And I just don't want that negative energy like on me. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. I, that's why I don't ever play hard to get. It's just, and it's not like a, oh, like I come off as like, desperate or whatever like i'm just sorry secure like in who i am alone if you want to be with me you're gonna have to meet my standards Mm -hmm. that's not hard to get it's just i'm not going to lower my standards and interrupt my time that i'm enjoying being alone just so i can be with you like if you want to be with me you can raise up and everything yeah it's not that hard yeah like why would i want to down like lower myself and downgrade when i know what i want is achievable and possible it's just you're too lazy, so clearly you don't want me that well, that bad. Goodbye, next one. Right, right. Uh, so this is one that we've talked about a lot, which is don't text them first. <laughs> I think every girl kind of falls into this trap where they're like, oh, don't text the guy first. Like, he should text you first in a way. And I, I, I there's times I still do this because, like, I just want to say they'll reach out. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting because – while you're waiting for them to text you, it goes back to if he wanted to, he would. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for them to text you. They're probably waiting for you to text them. Yeah. Like and I said, two-way street. <laughs> nothing's ever going to happen if you're sitting there waiting. Like, why would you not just want to double text them now? And that's another thing, too. They're like, oh, my God, like, don't double text. Like, that's so frowned upon. Who fucking cares? I don't. 
obviously. I know you don't because you'll send like 5,000 <laughs> like lines of text instead of just sending it all in one singular paragraph. And my, you're the reason my phone is no longer vibrating when it's on silent because the vibration was just pissing me off that much. Sorry, I ain't changing. Like there's moments <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to type something long up and then I just put Hannah, I just put my whole phone on do not disturb because I don't want to keep seeing <laughs> Hannah's name pop up at the top of my phone. I was like, oh my God. It's because I hit send too quick. I like can't keep up with my thumbs like my thoughts so mm-hmm. i've never had this issue when i was in eighth grade and i finally got a phone and i finally got texting i had to pay my dad 75 dollars because i went over um the amount of text that i was allowed with a boy um i have never had an issue with texting or messaging or anything guys first um and i still don't i my boyfriend and i just I mean, we don't text the same as we did when we were dating. Like when mm-hmm. we were dating, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Like, obviously I'm going to talk to you because if I don't, then you're going to think I don't want to talk to you. And then, yeah. I mean, when I was with the doctor, there were times that I like wouldn't text first because I just didn't know what fucking mood he was in. Ooh. And so I was like, we're toxic. Nah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going to let him drive today because he might be not in a good mood. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, get I out just, of that, ladies. <laughs> yeah, so there were times I was just like, you know what? We're just going to wait to see, like, what happens and see if he reaches out. And then eventually he would. Mm-hmm. But I was always like, okay, if he texts me, then, like, we're going to have a good day. That's not Aww, a good thought to have either. That's such a terrible thought. Meanwhile, I'm texting the writer, like, voice memoing and like well, and I, text, I like will send him like two tiktoks before he even wakes up in the fucking morning I'm like hey good morning sunshine and then like send him like two tiktoks or whatever that i saw that i've been wanting to send him and he's like still not even awake yet because of the time difference right mm-hmm. now but I, there's no problem i have there i don't have problem double texting like i will send him paragraphs not even paragraphs but i'll send him like like I do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure he's tired of seeing your name. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just joking. But no. Yeah. I I think it's important to, well, I mean, I'm in the field of communication, literally that it's my job, is teaching people how to communicate. And so I've always had an issue with this one because I feel like it hinders the person's ability to say what they want to say. And that's like, mm-hmm. like communication is like what brings us all together. It's used in every single aspect of your life. And so like for someone to just be like, oh, don't text them first because like they're going to be annoyed. If they're going to be annoyed with you, then you don't need to be with them in the first place. Now, if you are always the one texting them first, that is no. Well, yeah. Always the one texting their plans. Yeah, there should be variety. There should obviously be like 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 we said, two-way street. They need to, you know, level up and text you and ask you out too. But I mean, if you want to text somebody, like just text them. If they're busy, they'll tell you they're busy. Yeah, that was like, one thing I noticed the other day, like I was having anxiety over was I was texting like my roommate and she hadn't replied. And I was like worried that like I told her I wanted to live with her and I was worried that she was like changed her mind. And I texted the writer. I was like, I'm like, she hasn't replied. He was like, she's probably at work. Like I don't reply to some people's text messages. Sometimes I don't reply to your text messages until like I have a break at work, mm-hmm. even though I work from home because mm-hmm. I just don't want to get distracted by my phone. So it's okay. She'll, yeah. she'll reply she'll to reply. the day. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. And that was always why I had fear about texting first with any situation because I just didn't want that rejection mm-hmm. in a way. And I think that's why some people don't, probably don't text first. Like you both probably want to text each other, but he's not going to because he's afraid of asking you out and like we're getting rejected or making a yeah. move or whatever it may be. Yeah. And so when you 
just go ahead and get out of the way now mm-hmm. instead of sitting there wondering like what could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a text message. What's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to say no or just not reply. Okay. Okay. You can move Bye. on. Bye. <laughs> You're it's going to be okay. Like we said, there are others. There are 7 billion people in the world. But I think that's also in itself bad dating advice as well, too. Like re- reiterating that there's 7 billion people in the world because <laughs> half those people are not attracted to you. Half those people are, you know, married. Yeah. Like it, it gets down to it and everything. Yeah. When you get down to the demographics of it, there's not probably that many people. I'm aware saying, of that. Just the saying. No. No, we're, no, it's not just the saying. We're debunking this. We literally this. just used it in our previous episode. Okay, guys, bad dating advice was given in the previous episode. Okay. But I but no, to realize that that there is this is not the only person right, out right. there. There are others. It's okay. Like So, one that I this is what I personally feel is if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. I don't like this one because who you are at your worst, like no one should have to deal with. But like if you are aware that you have these flaws mm-hmm. or the like you're have these red flags or you're toxic in any way like what are you doing to change that yeah what are you doing to better yourself in a way it's not to say like oh if you can't handle me like when i'm crying on the bathroom floor then you don't deserve me when i'm happy and singing or whatever like it's just if you are aware that you are a certain way when you're like bad and it's not healthy then i'm sorry no one's gonna want to put up with that no one deserves to put up with that like you need to do an internal healing and be really introspective and see what can you do to change that because it's just not a throwaway sentence like oh well like you know i'm just that way like i'm just toxic in this way i was gonna say that whole i think that whole advice that whole line is toxic like if you can't handle me at my worst like what yeah like like if you are you're sure that you're this certain way like you know that you are going to react a certain way and you're not you don't do anything to change it that's not healthy. You well, are not growth either. No. You're just going to get stuck. It's one thing to be aware of your flaws, but to do nothing to change them is just going to lead to a road of toxicity in your relationships. And you're always going to come back to the same exact fight in every relationship because no one's going to want to put up with it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't even want to put up with it, what makes you think that somebody else is going to want to be around it? Sometimes that's the thing when you realize that you have like these flaws, like you don't even want to deal with it yourself. So mm-hmm. why would you want your partner to have to deal with that if you truly care about them and love them? Yeah. yeah. Yes. For sickness and health, better for worse, whatever the right. fucking vows are. Right. There is a difference between struggling through something and being so set in your ways that you don't want to budge. And there's because no that's, room for compromise. Yeah. And- that's just too much work. Like they should have to meet me like where I'm at. Like- which where you're at might be the toxic place. So yeah. let's try to get you out of that. Who's to say that your way is the only way right. or the correct way? Like, why can you not meet them? Mm-hmm. Because what they had the Ooh, same. I like that. What they had the same mindset. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're here. They're there. Mm-hmm. Neither one of you moving. You're a stalemate. Like, who's to say that either one of you is right? Right. Why can you not like there be a compromise? That's what relationships are about. Our compromise. So, I think. Learning to be more introspective of yourself and like, okay, like I know that these are like my flaws and this is what I need to improve on. I'm working on improving that and everything and I hope that you can see that and when the person that you're with is able to see that growth and see you trying to better yourself, then yes, 
I would hope that they could stay for your better days as well because they know that you're trying. It's when you stop trying and you just are like, well, this is just how I am. Then no, no one deserves to be with that. Well, if that's how you're going to approach it, then how are you going to approach other things in your life? You know, Mm -hmm. like this is just how it is or this, like there's no invitation for like trying to work through it Mm -hmm. and like find a better place. And yeah. So it's like, what is that going to look like in the future? Absolutely. So yeah. Time heals all wounds. I hate this one. (laughs) I hate it. I think it's terrible. Why? Like obviously. (laughs) But you don't need to tell me that. Do you think that, obviously? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's time. I think it's growth and, like, learning and reflecting and, like, I'm not even sure that I even know what it really means. Like, time heals all wounds. What? Just like, oh, okay, in, like, three years I'll be better. Like, I just need to wait three years and then I'll be fine today. Like, no, no, uh, I didn't do any work. I didn't change anything. I didn't reflect on the lessons that I learned. It's just because I waited three years. Now I'm good. Like, I feel like that's what it is. It's very, like, literal. Okay. Or maybe it's not. I think by saying time heals all wounds, you're neglecting the work and effort you have to put in to heal those wounds. Time's not going to do it all by itself. That just makes it grumpy old people yeah and no one the world does not need more grumpy old people we Mm -hmm. have enough of them already Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you can't even guarantee that in like years that you'll be fine from something no matter what the like how traumatic it is or how like insignificant it is like you don't know how long it's going to take and so when you say that like it seems like there's no light at the end the tunnel for that person yeah and it makes moving on or whatever it is, healing, seem impossible. So sometimes they don't even want to bother doing mm-hmm. it. So they kind of either just push it aside, deal with it later, or it absorbs into part of their personality. Mm-hmm. And then they're, this is why I am the way I am now. So take me at my best or take me at my worst to give me my best kind of thing. And it's just never ending cycle of just all this bad negativity is stuck in them. And so I think you need to make healthy decisions to treat the wounds to heal them now and not have to deal with just the idea of time fixing it. Mm-hmm. Because usually people who say like time heals all wounds, like, yeah, you're putting an effort and work along with that time. And yeah. that hoping that creating that distance from that moment in your timeline will and will resolve it in a way. Yeah. Yeah, because going through therapy takes time. Going mm-hmm. through recovery takes time. No matter what it is, it's going to take time. But you're also like partnering it with internal work, which I think is what the real healer is mm-hmm. in this situation. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, you can forgive and forget. Mm. No, I don't. You don't have to let it consume you, but hold on to your resentment. Just don't let it hold on to you. I think that you can probably forgive somebody, but you don't have to forget what they did to you. You can kind of keep it in the backlog of your mind not to trust that person ever again. Just because you forgive them doesn't mean they had to come back into your life either. Mm-hmm. You can become indifferent to the situation and then move on mm-hmm. from it. I think that is where you hold power when you are finally indifferent about the situation. You don't have any feelings towards it. You're not like happy. You're not angry. You're not sad or whatever. You're just indifferent. You're just mm-hmm. like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. And I think that's when you hold power to the situation. Yeah. Because if you're very, like, upset about it, then it still holds power over you. Absolutely. And then you don't ever, like, move on from it. Yeah. And you just kind of, like, you can feel you can feel anger and grudge and, like, all of that. And, and until that 
is just gone, you can see a picture of the person and it not bother you. Yeah. Then I hear their like, name across uh-huh. the room mm-hmm. or see their car, they go down the street. I mean, there's so many times that that, that has triggered, I think, me in yeah. certain situations yeah. where, you know, seeing like, the car that the doctor drove, like going down the street, I would worry if I saw a Tennessee license plate on it, that, that was him. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh God, that's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get to the point where you're like, you no longer hold any like, feelings towards it mm-hmm. and you had that state of indifference which is where that great power is i'm not going to forget what he ever did to me nor do i really need, even need to forgive him if i want to i don't have to if i don't you don't want owe to. him forgiveness no. and by even catering to any of his reach outs that he's done to me it shows like hey i'm not giving you that time of day right like i'm not going to give you that satisfaction of feeling like there is closure here because you don't deserve that but he doesn't hold power over me because I don't have reactions to him anymore. So I think it's different for everybody. It's different for every experience you go to, but I don't think that you always have to forgive a person for what they've done to you. You don't have to forget what they've done to you either. You can't just always sweep everything underneath the rug. And I think only you will know that, but just because someone's like, well, why are you still mad about this? Like years later, like, so what if you are that whatever that person did to you, held value in your life for you and to change you as a person and usually. So I think when you allow yourself to, you know, accept that and not become like angry and bitter over it and let change you and like manipulate you and let that hold power over you, you're like, this is what happened. I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree with what they did. I don't agree with what happened. I am unsettled by like whatever they did, however they're handling it. Like usually if like the person's like treating it super happy, like they're moving on with their life, they're flourishing Mm -hmm. and you're over here still suffering from it. Yeah. That's where you have to get to the point of indifference of it and being like, you know what? Like it is what it is. There's nothing I can do to change the outcome of it, but it happened. But I, I don't wish them better off. Yeah. In a way. And I think it's fine. Yeah. I may be wrong, but I that's how I kind of view it in a way. It's no longer holding grudges towards a person. Yeah. It's just, just kind no, of like, eh, I don't really care. Yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten to the point with that, with things that have happened in my life. And it's like relieving. Mm-hmm. Like it relieved unnecessary, it it. It's just unnecessary like feelings about it. Like I just, it no longer takes space in yes. my brain. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It isn't so. love, it isn't hate, it's just indifference. It's just indifference. <laughs> I forgot that you existed. <laughs> I forgot that you existed. Oh, Taylor. Always Taylor. So another one is if you don't like them on the first date, then give them another chance, which I've heard all the fucking time. And that's led to the stories mm-hmm. that have brought this podcast to flourishing. Yes. Because I used to always think that like oh i need to give like almost every guy a second date because like the first date like just because like it was bad like maybe they were nervous or like weren't on their best performance or whatever normally that's probably a sign that there just isn't chemistry there and you shouldn't feel obligated to give every single person a second date some people aren't deserving of it especially assholes or like honestly there's like little things like you just don't feel like there's a connection there and mm-hmm. you feel like you know you're the one primarily driving the conversation halfway the time if you just don't feel like you have anything in common mm-hmm. and like i would hope that their personality is on full display for you right 
I think you can tell when somebody is nervous though, versus when like, there's just no connection whatsoever. And I've definitely experienced this where there was times where I wish I hadn't gone on a second date because I did it just out of boredom and like not wanting to be alone in a way. Whereas there's people nowadays where I've gone on first dates with them and I'm like, you know what? That was, that was it. That's all it needed to be. It was that. And it shouldn't have even been that probably to begin with, but here we are. And now I know what I don't want in a partner because mm-hmm. when you go on a second date, like just out of pity in a way, like you're kind of just leading them on thinking that there's still a hope for them. Yes. Literally giving them false hope that there's going to be some sort of relationship yeah. from this. Even though you've probably already established in your mind that you have no like romantic yeah. feelings towards this person. There's nothing yeah. further that you want to explore with this person. And so I think you're kind of doing both of yourself a disfavor by continuing it. And, and you're wasting each other's time. And when you allow yourself to trust your judgment on that first date and be like, you know what? No, like I didn't really feel a connection with them. You're going to only strengthen that radar. So when you go on more first dates, you're going to know whether or not if this is the person you kind of want to spend your time with or not. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it should be strengthened. Because when you go on a second date that you don't want to go on, you're kind of distrusting yourself to make a decision and you're not going to trust your decisions like maybe it'll be better yeah you're not going to trust your decisions going forward and you're going to be wishy-washy and be like you know i don't i can't decide i don't know and that's not something you need like when you're first starting a date right you need to be able to have that like literal gut check and i think it's just internally looking to see like what you want in a partner and what you're not willing to budge on and if there's just you know Things that you see in this other person where you're like, you know what? I don't really like that about them. And I told myself before, I probably want to date somebody that's like that. So why would you get them a second date? Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just being really brutally honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Learning to actually listen to your gut, like and gut it, feeling. Yeah. Because a lot of times we bad. just brush it and we're like, oh, no, yeah. maybe, I don't know. And then you just never know when to trust it. Yeah. So And you don't have to feel bad about it either. Like mm-hmm. they could really like you and you just are not feeling it. And you're like, you know what? Hey. I am flattered that you had a great time, but I just, I'm not really feeling this. And I, sorry if I wasted your time, but I hope you find whatever you're looking for. I just don't think that girl's me. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great way to move on from yeah. it. And hopefully that they respect it. And right. Or, you know, the roles could be reversed and the guy that you're on the date with could also feel the exact same way as you taking you out on a pity second date because they weren't quite sure. And then it just ends up leading to heartbreak, both, not heartbreak, but like, you know, there's no interest, yeah. further interest on both ends or like it could just Either be one, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. So I think when you're able, again, going back to the what I first said, when you're able to trust your own yeses and nos, you'll be able to trust your partners. Mm-hmm. And so it's just sticking to your gut and being concrete in your decisions and not going back and forth, like whether or not what you should do. And this is also a thing too that I think, and maybe you might disagree, I don't know. I don't think you should ask your friends either too, because they yeah. also didn't go on the date with you. Um, they're not going to know the person like you do. It's up to you whether or not if you want to continue seeing this person. And if you're not feeling it, then just cut it where it's at. Mm-hmm. Don't waste each other's time. And I think that's what the best thing you can do, putting your best foot forward. Yeah. So this is one. <laughs> this is one I feel like I've heard a lot of like older adults okay. say. Okay. And I completely disagree with it. And it's because I'm dating somebody who completely disagrees with it, <laughs> which is... I think we're wo- both dating people that... Who completely disagree with disagree it. with it. Yeah. <laughs> a woman who earns more can be threatening to a male partner. I feel like that was my whole previous relationship. Yeah. I feel like he was threatened by me because I have a master's degree. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 100% mm-hmm. sure. 
which is so dumb because like what it's just a piece of paper it doesn't even matter like it shouldn't matter who makes the most money it should matter that you guys want to spend your life together and eventually your money becomes one like you are become a unit and your money becomes a unit now i am very much a pro having your own bank account kind of gal like Mm -hmm. i want to have my own bank account Blaine have his own bank account, and then we have a joint one where we yes. do things like bills, um, like trips, like food, grocery, obviously mm-hmm. all those things that are combined in a unit. But I do personally mm-hmm. like that separation because like, I want to be able to go buy a pair of boots and not feel bad about it, not be have to be like, hey, can I like go buy? Like, I just personally like that separation. Mm-hmm. But I think the gist of it is like, you're becoming a unit and like it shouldn't matter who makes more because mm-hmm. like you're if I'm in need, he's gonna help me. If he's in need, I'm gonna help me. That's mm-hmm. just kind of what you do for somebody that you love and you care about. Like you're not gonna let them just suffer. But also I don't feel like it should be threatening. Like I would be like, heck yeah, my girl makes more money than me. We're going out tonight. Like, mm-hmm. like right, I just, I right. don't see that like threatening thing. Like I, I just, I don't know. Like I know money is a really touchy subject for everyone, but I mean, it's just so interesting to me that that's like a thing. But I know women who are like that. Yeah. And, and like, that's totally fine. Like if that's how you want to be, like, that's fine. But that's not me. Don't let that I'm stop too you. independent. Like, but don't let that stop you from like not doing what you want. Right. Like, if you really want to get your master's in something, but you're afraid your husband's going to be intimidated by it, like, fuck that. Go like, get your master's and you enjoy should, your life yeah. and live your life. Like, because that career is never going to wake up the next day and tell you that it doesn't love you anymore. Yeah. If that's what you really want, and that's where you see your happiness deriving from then that is fine and i'm hopefully your husband would support Support you because then that means that he gets to work less and he could do what he wants or you guys both work and you make a ton of money exactly (laughs) why is that an issue to have more money i don't don't see i don't know if it's the like needing to be smarter or like just the way that things were way back in the day and that stuff still lingers but i i don't i I would want, like, if I were a man, I would want to date, like, an independent mm-hmm. person. Like, I would, I want that in a relationship. So, like, mm-hmm. I would hope that that would be what somebody yeah. wants for Now, me. don't get me wrong. I would love to be a trophy wife sometimes. It sounds great not to, oh, have to do anything. I would love to be able to be a stay-at-home mom. But really, mom. I don't want to be but a trophy wife. But I also wife. think that I would hate being a stay-at-home mom. I, I would, think we both would struggle. Yeah. Because it's not we're that, so go, 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 yeah, go, go. It's not that I don't, because I hate the idea of, like, someone else controlling all my money. Yeah, my finances, and I don't yeah. have any money of my own. I just want a passive income. That's really yeah. what I want. I want to be able to sit and um, I just do want a passive income, and I want to be able to go to the gym and get coffee and be making money. Yeah, so an influencer <laughs> who yes. gets to live her life and buy cool things and share them with people, or a musician. I like, actually, you could just, like, get money I was going to say, I really don't want to be an influencer. That is way too much linking and stuff. I don't know how y'all <laughs> do it. I don't know how everyone is always linking things. Because I get frustrated just trying to find something from Target that you're I know is there. Age. What? You're showing your age. I am sorry <laughs> that I am almost 30. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I just really I just want to make music for my home and tour. So a passive income. So passive income. Yes. But is it passive? No, because you're still putting forth Because you're working. But when, like, you're not working, <laughs> like, you're just still making sales off CDs exactly. and music. So there you go. That's, exactly. that's the passive part. 
my passive yes. income would be my movies making money when I'm exactly. like, you know, put forth all the effort and now like just, I'm getting royalties. Right. That is passive That's income That's what I want. That's what we shall aim for. Okay. <laughs> Please do not be threatened by me. Okay, but what do you think about opposites attract? Because that's just the number one, like, worst dating advice in my opinion. I don't like it because... I've dated my opposite. I, yes, I think we both have. Where, like, the only thing in common was the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work out. No. For either of us. I am very much into dating a person who is into similar things as me, whether that is their love for music, whether that is how they think about things, how they see mm-hmm. the world, things that they like to do. But I also do appreciate the opposites that we do have. Like mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I, we mm-hmm. are we have different hobbies. And I don't think that I could date someone whose everything was exactly the same. But I don't think I could date someone who everything was exactly opposite. Like there has to be that nice balance mm-hmm. because that's what's going to keep things interesting and that connection alive. And then you guys are going to grow together and find things that you like to do together while also still being able to do your own thing. Because I've also dated my similar. Yeah. And that also, and didn't, that work. also didn't work out. No, that was fucking torture. Well, I saw things just, about myself that I didn't like yeah, about myself. Yeah, you're like, it's either like a mirror image of yourself or someone you don't recognize. It's a mirror image and it's terrifying when you see the things about yourself that you do not like on another person and you're like, Cause, oh, Oh, because they're not there to balance you out with not doing that. Mm-hmm. They just, they do it too. And then you're mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, this is annoying. <laughs> I, I have huge reactions to stress mm-hmm. and I get angry. Irritable. Easy, yeah. Easily I, irritable. Yes. And I have a temper <laughs> and tendencies to yell sometimes that I don't, and I don't mean it. Right. I did somebody who did that. Not good. Not good. Because you're like, it just got it just bigger. Sh- made you shut down or made you get it louder? Gets, gets bigger. Okay. It's get when I met with somebody who is calmer, it brings me down because I'm realizing, oh, fuck, helps, I sound Helps ridiculous. regulate you a little bit. Yeah, because I sound ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Like it's almost like you get to see you, that mirror is flipped and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I think the writer, for instance, he is definitely somebody who, I mean, we've talked about this because he asked, he's like, do you only date like artistic guys? And I was like, yeah, I do because that's, I date somebody who's not artistic and that was awful. Um, he appreciated the arts, but he wasn't artistic. He was very logical mm-hmm. and very scientifical, and mm-hmm. um, it didn't work out. I need somebody who understands emotions and a creative brain, and just it's running on their emotions, and that's how they that's what they think with first. They they feel instead of think, mm-hmm. and that's what I need because if I'm trying to explain my emotions and my feelings and trying to think in that way, you're thinking within a completely other side of your brain, and you're not going to understand. Because you're using reason, you're using logic, whereas I'm using gut intuitions. Mm-hmm. And while it's great for sometimes, it just doesn't work because we're communi- we're communicating completely different styles. It's not a fluid relation. It's yeah. not a fluid we're conversation. Gonna, we're it's never going to understand each other, we're, right? You're we're never. You're looking at all potential outcomes. I'm looking at what's present in the current right. moment and how I feel about this. You're never going to be able to understand that, and it's just not going to ever get resolved. Whereas mm-hmm. when I'm doing something artistic, you know they can get to that level because they use the same side of their brain. And while the writer and I are very much similar in those ways, we have a lot of opposites. Like we don't have the same hobbies. And yeah. I don't think you should have the same hobbies right. as the person you're dating because you need something for yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't think your partner needs to like the same things that you do. He fucking loves video games and board games. I don't know fucking shit about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> do you think I'm going to play Dungeons and Dragons? No. 
No, no I don't think he wants you to play Dungeons and Dragons. And that's you would fine. lose. No, <laughs> it would be it would be a lot. You know what I mean? Like it's just not gonna be. It's fun. too much. It's not gonna be fun. <laughs> it's too much. You know what? You just have that little world to yourself. It's fine. I'll support you from the sidelines. Whatever. And he's also into cycling. I'm like, you're have fun on your bike. I'll stay I'll indoors. Stay I'll go to inside you, and go to the studio. <laughs> you go bike up Laurel Canyon. I will happily go to Soul Cycle instead. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the bike that you will get me on, or a desk bike. You know, the right? Like time to a but if there's desk. no commonality, then you run out of things, or yeah. you're just constantly like trying to find the next thing that you both can do together, and it's like always having to be together, or mm-hmm. like you're you get fixated on things or you think your relationship is better than it is and it's not when you break it down. Mm-hmm. You don't have that you're foundation. Like you're, you're like not gr- you're like growing together but also not growing apart too. Like I feel like when you have a little bit of it both, like you're growing as your individual but then you're also growing as a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no foundation for it to grow right. off of. Right, And to kind of spring off of this mm-hmm. just... I just think it's important to have both. Uh, like yeah. opposite likes and hobbies and then some that are the same because i just think that makes it more interesting you're not mm-hmm. literally dating yourself because mm-hmm. that i would die you're also not dating a complete stranger that's never going to understand you yeah yeah because i think i mean even little things i don't date people who are shy i, I can't can never picture you with a shy person my first boyfriend was shy my first boyfriend ever he was very shy Mm. And that was torture. And from that moment on, I was like, I cannot ever well, I bet it made shy. you feel like you needed to mute yourself a little bit. Yeah. I felt like I was too like, much. Mm-hmm. And I need somebody. I get my energy from other people. And so I need somebody who is going to meet me at those levels. And all the guys that I've dated who were like, were like, I looking back, like I had the most fun with were guys who were also equally extroverted as I was. And it was because it was just energy that I thrived off of. I mean, the musician himself, he was very introverted. And I was like, this is, I feel like I'm always driving the girl. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I felt like I was always driving the conversation and always driving the relationship. I'm just moving past whatever you just fucking said to me. You don't know that song? No, I do. Oh, okay. I I do. I'm just ignoring it. (laughs) And so I think that kind of brings us to our last one, which is relationships are supposed to be easy. No, they're not. I don't know any relationship that's fucking easy. What do you mean by easy? If it's easy, I mean, like, <laughs> I've, I've heard relationships before. Like, me and me and so-and-so, we don't fight. But I think there's a difference between fighting and having a disagreement. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say, we don't fight, but they have disagreements. Like, Blaine and I don't or fight. Or they have disagreements. We don't and fight. We have disagreements, but we communicate about why and what and how are we going to fix it? Or they're not even disagreeing at all. Like someone's now, if, so, if they're not disagreeing, then I would be like, mm, because you can't, like, you're not always going to be no. able to just compromise, like, and never want something different. Like, yeah. you're going to, there's going to be something that happens that you're going to be like, eh, no, that's not what I want. Yeah, and, absolutely. But it's healthy to do, say why, what, and how. Like, how, what, like, what are we? What happened? Why and how are we going to fix it? Mm-hmm. How do we move past it? Mm-hmm. How do we change this? Now, the beginning stages of a relationship should be easy. They should be your home. You, should, you shouldn't be sitting here wondering whether or not this person likes you and right. like questioning or all right. that. That part should be easy. Mm-hmm. It's when you're building a life with somebody, like you're trying to build a life with another person. 
Yeah. That fucking is going to take it's work. It's a lot. <laughs> when you actually think about it, it is a lot. It's a reason a lot of people are scared of commitments mm-hmm. and don't want to get into that. Yeah. Because they're worried. But it's like, so worth it. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's it's such a beautiful thing. I, w- I, I mean, I w- yeah, I wouldn't know because I haven't gotten that far. You eventually will. And it and it's great. But I mean, that doesn't just be like, yeah, it's great and I love it and woohoo. But that doesn't mean that we don't. We still have disagreements. You still have to put in work. You still have to work. Like every day you have to, yeah. you wake up and you choose to love each other. It's not, Oh, I just love him. Like you choose to be with this person. But it also shouldn't be painstaking, no. like back aching work that you're doing every day. Like you're like, let's have a good day today. Like, no, if you ever wake up and have you thought, wake up and you're not like, wow, I love it. You're like, wow, let's just try to like not kill each other today. That's not that's ever not a good healthy. way to start. No, that doesn't, that wouldn't make me want to keep being in that. Like I would no. want, I would want an out because yeah. you, you shouldn't feel that way. Yeah. It shouldn't so. be, it requires work. And when we say work, it requires communication, compromise, listening, supporting those things. When it's like, feels like you're doing everything and they're not meeting you halfway. When it feels like, you know, you're giving and giving and giving and they're just taking and taking and taking. That is work that, that is not even. Mm-mm. That is work that you feel like you are indebted to in a way. And it's just not a, pl- a fair playing field. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is not healthy. That's the work that's not healthy. And we're not saying that... Um, like, you should be, like, crawling on your knees to, like, get it fixed. Yeah. Like, it should be... It should be something you're both doing. Yeah. But if you look at your relationship and you're like, oh, it's so easy. Like, I just can do whatever I want and he never gets mad at me or, over or whatever. Like... It's like... Things that, might be building up and you might have a big burst yeah. instead of just going ahead in the moment, figuring it out. Yeah. Having that conversation. That's, that's, I mean, they're not, they're not fun conversations to have necessarily. Sadly, boundaries aren't fun. Like they're but, not easy. But it's, it's the listening and responding and saying, oh, okay, so he needs me to respond this way when this happens. Or mm-hmm. I need to say, I need to do this a little bit differently. Like mm-hmm. it's okay for me to say these things, but mm-hmm. the way that I, the way that they come across or maybe the way that I say them is not great. Mm -hmm. So like try, and it it also, it tells you a lot about yourself. And you're trying to like just work with another person. Which is hard. Yeah. For the rest of your life. Yeah. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. It it shouldn't be easy. And if it is easy, you're doing something wrong. Sorry. Bye. Sorry. Bye. (laughs) So we hope you've enjoyed us debunking on this bad dating advice. We could have gone on and on because there's there's so so many. much. But this is like probably our top 10. Yeah, we were able to narrow it down too. So and I, like, I feel like the most popular ones, like the ones that you hear all the time. Yes. So I think a survival tip would be just because you hear us say this, do some your own fact checking. Yeah. Like everything else in life, do your own fact checking. <laughs> Trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the reviews. This is why it's important to leave reviews. Let us know if like your our advice is working for you, whether or not going to first date. Let us know. We need feedback. So yeah, trial and error. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals. And we hope you come back for our next journey.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.